0: Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callous, June the 22nd, episode 441. And today I'm going to ask you to have a little sympathy for the government. Or if you are familiar with uh, an older song, some sympathy for the devil. (laughs) In this case, uh, I repeat myself. Oh, maybe you think that's a bit harsh, but I'm not so sure. All right, before we get into the subject matter, let me remind you the best way you can help me help you is like, share, and subscribe to this here podcast. Every new uh, subscription pushes us up just a little further and a little faster on the download scale here. We're quickly approaching 160K downloads, and you know, I have now... Achieved four listeners, four listeners out there. And I got to say, they've been really, really busy helping me out, building a show. And uh, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, we are making a difference, and you can make a difference. And if you want to do that, you can do something as simple as rate and review this program. Go to your favorite podcatcher and get it done. It takes less than five minutes. All right, here we go. On with the program. Why am I encouraging you to have a little sympathy for the government? Well, you know, they have an extremely tough job down there. I mean, between whining and dining the lobbyists and entertaining their interns and, you know, dealing with angry constituents. I mean, it's a tough job down there. Couple that with the fact they really don't get paid a whole lot of money unless, of course, you have the full-time gig. Hmm is a statewide elected official, but when it really comes down to it, I mean, they have a hard job, particularly this year because they have the show trial of the century coming right on up here. Yes, the show trial of the century. If you thought they did a good show in DC when they impeached a former president, not once, but twice, just wait until we get started. Allegedly, we have some rules that are coming out today or I'm sorry, they technically should have been out yesterday. But, you know, uh, the Senate's on their own little time schedule. And the the unique thing is with this, I'm not sure Lieutenant Dan's given this a whole lot of thought, because if they take down one statewide elected official with a show trial, what prevents it from coming back on him? Hmm. And while we're at it, you've got the Speaker of the House that's still a drunk, waiting on somebody to do something about that. But I digress. So now that we're giving the sympathy out, let's consider the standards. Yes, what standards do we have? Well, apparently, if your name uh, is a correct name, you can get away with defrauding the IRS millions of dollars and breaking gun laws, and then you get a slap on the wrist. Of course, it helps when your daddy's the current president. Oh, but when you're at it, you can have evidence come out showing that you took bribes from a foreign national into the tune of 5 to $10 million, depending on who you listen to. And, oh, that doesn't matter because that all gets wished away. But God forbid you should misappropriate a few pieces of paper and not store them in, in some way that would, I don't know, have an adequate level of security for somebody's view. Uh, yeah, no. Then we're going to come after you yet again. Now, look, I have said time and time again, none of these people are as pure as the wind-driven snow. Don't believe it. But if you're going to go after people, you ought to go after them the right way. Show trials. They have a way of coming back to bite you. Now, I have heard from more than one person the fact that the people that are really torqued off about this are spending so much time on the process means they know that their guy is guilty, well, yes, and no, guilty of what perhaps guilty of something more than likely, but it still means you have to follow process if you're not going to follow process, then what's the point? Why even have rules now, Of course, the senate has now created their own rules, and God knows what they are, and who knows if it'll be even handed and fair. I mean, in the old days, you would expect the R's would protect the R's, but not in today's day and age, ladies and gentlemen. No, this is about the establishment and those that are not in the establishment. Let's see how it plays out. I won't be holding my breath. Nope, nope. Rather than deal with the Democrats or the fact that we failed to secure the border or the fact that we spend more money than drunken sailors on crack, While coming off of math, no, no, rather than fix those problems, we've got a show trial to put on. So you need to be sympathetic because those people would rather be home with their families this summer and not spending time with other people. (laughs) I'm sorry I had toned that down, ladies and gentlemen, just a tad bit. The idea is by what standard, right? By what standard? We don't have any standards. And then when you're going to do a show trial, well, standards just get in the way. Standards. If you're going to have standards, which I would submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, we in fact don't have standards anymore. That is a myth and a joke, just like the fact that we are still under a constitutional republic. Hmm? Those days are over. The war is here. They're just not shooting bullets yet. The invasion's taking place. They're just not shooting bullets yet. We live in a post-constitutional America. You need to wake up, smell the coffee, and smell the gasoline. It's burning down around us. And what are you going to do about it? That is the real question. How are we going to fix this? What can you do? Well, you can stay home and stick your head in the sand. You can pretend none of this matters. And like I've said many, many times before, you can care nothing about politics, but guess what? Politics cares about you. You don't get to lead or lead a private life that doesn't have interference and influence from government agencies. You see, there was a book written many moons ago that says You're probably guilty of three felonies a day, and that was 20-some years ago. I would imagine that if they really wanted to get picky, they could find five or ten felonies a day, and that's just being generous. But of course, if you have the right last name or the right demographic flavor, none of those rules matter to you. But God forbid, you would be me. Yes, the epitome of all that is evil and wrong in America today is me. Let's see. I'm a white, cisgendered, male, Protestant, which translated as Christian, married with children. I am the epitome of all that is wrong. Didn't you know that already? Yes. So the rules are for thee and the rules for we, and <laughs> we're part of the thee. And of course, perhaps maybe you get to take part in that whole double double standard show It doesn't matter because, again, when there are no rules and no standards, you need not apply. I guess there's some kind of Asian proverb about don't be the nail that's sticking up because you're going to get hammered down. Well, that may be true. But in the United States, in these United States, in Texas specifically, we believe in standing tall. We believe in standing on principle. We believe in holding our ground and making everybody else acknowledge it. Now, occasionally that means you lose. Occasionally that means you get pushed over. Occasionally you're like the guy that stood in front of the tank and they got squished underneath the treads. All of this may be true, but it doesn't matter if we don't do anything about it right here and right now or we can still push back while we still have a chance. So I ask you, by what standard? If you believe the Constitution still matters, then you have to hold people accountable for violating it. If you believe that the Constitution is still important in the guiding instrument of our government, then you need to make sure they obey it. I will tell you, I'm very confident But for a handful of people in D.C., and honestly, maybe a handful of people in Austin, everyone else could care less. They can get away with literally murder, and there's nothing we can do about it. But we, the people, outnumber them hundreds to one. The question is, is why do we tolerate it? Why do we keep going along with this? It's because we have sympathy for the devil, I mean the government. It means that we just don't care. We have decided to pick our poison. And in this case, it's the slow, drowning death of more debt, more control, more abuse, more tyrannical expansion of power, tightening that noose around our necks as we give up the ghost. Because we live in this preconceived notion that all is well. We, we live with a pangloss gloss view that this is the best of all possible worlds. That maybe it's Pollyanna, right? This is just wonderful. Well, I guess by some measure it is. These United States, Texas in particular, is still better than 99% of the other countries in the world but could you imagine if you actually were to take a step back and compare the relative freedom of, well, I don't know, say 1984 and now? Or better yet, if you'd like a better point of reference, right, going back to the idea of a standard, go read some of those dystopian novels that you probably read when you were in middle school and high school. Consider what was projected to occur in 1984. Consider what was projected to occur in Brave New World. While we're at it, you could go watch the old movie Metropolis and see if you see anything playing out. There are so many mm, telegraphing books and movies from years gone by, basically letting us know what's going to happen and what to expect. Uh, You know, the, the thing that I find humorous is there is this book, The Handmaiden's Tale, which, honestly, I haven't read it, so I don't know what's in it. But it kind of sounds like crazy made-up stuff because the chances of that happening are slim to none, based upon what we've seen play out. I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I'm just not sure. I mean, we. Red animal farm most of us in middle school or at the very least watched a little illustrated cartoon or whatever of the animal farm and we all understood it was a metaphor with what happened in the soviet union No, oh, excuse me but if you watched it and you understood what happened in the soviet union how is it you can't see it going on right here and right now how is it you can't see that some animals are more equal hmm how is it that you can't understand that there, <laughs> everything that we were warned about has happened or is in the process of happening, and yet we're supposed to believe that all is well. Nothing happened. It's all good. I mean, I'm only going to assume it's because we have sympathy for the government, right? I'm only going to assume it's because people are fearful of what acknowledging the world we live in would actually mean to them. I I would assume that it's because people just want to continue to be in their play along world, right? Just keep, keep living in that idea that we have to be sympathetic to our overlords. Hmm? Kissing the hands that feed you, right? All the while, you're ignoring the chains around your legs and around your wrists. Let me ask you, if you're over the age of 50, do you remember what it was like to wander around your city at night, unaccompanied by an adult, and not have any fear whatsoever? Let me ask you, do you remember being able to drive down the street without having to worry about being pulled over and harassed because you didn't have a sticker up to date or because you didn't have your seatbelt on in such a way that the officer could see it from across the highway? Hmm? Now, maybe everybody didn't experience the freer 80s. And let's be honest, they weren't perfect either, but let's compare what we observed and experienced back in the 80s to the 2020s. Are we freer now than what we were then? Are we more secure in our person, places, and things than we were then? Have we really benefited by having pocket computers that record everything that we do during the day? I mean, don't get me wrong. I carry one. I I see it as a necessary evil. That's my choice. But believe you me, when the bullets do start flying, that's the first thing I'm going to be ditching. You know, they didn't have to round us up. We rounded ourselves up. They didn't have to starve us. We just eat garbage normally. I mean, look, I'm guilty of it too, right? They didn't have to dumb us down. Well, actually they did. They did that in the government school. Sorry. (laughs) They don't have to do it any further, right? They don't have to propagandize you any further because they've done it for three or four generations through the government schools. They literally have pushed us into a point where we willingly accept the fact that we have become cattle. We are like cows and like sheep. And we've failed to notice the fence built around us. And, and I'm just curious, is it because we're sympathetic? Is it because we we trust that those that uh, are manipulating us have our best outcome in mind? Really? I mean, they're telling you the exact opposite. I mean, even here in Texas, our government... Are, Government, our governor, the leader of our government, has done nothing concerning the most important responsibility he has securing the state of Texas. Nothing, nothing of any consequences occurred on Greg Abbott's watch. So I'm wondering why does he still have that job? Why are we wasting time putting on a show trial for somebody that at least. Portends to care about what's going on in the southern border, portends to want to do something to stop the (laughs) unmitigated disaster that this migration is causing. Hmm? Hey, but don't worry, Lieutenant Dan assured us he was gonna build the fence, right? He was gonna protect the border, secure the border. Still waiting on that, Lieutenant Dan. Hey, but I know you got plenty of time now to put on your show trial. Don't worry, I'm sympathetic because I know that's so important. Everything else has to wait. Your your most official duties, those principles that are, you know, laid out in their priorities, nah, that doesn't matter either. But hey, don't worry, we're going to get that show trial on the road here. I'm not buying it anymore, folks. I'm not buying it. You know, I've I've played the good Republican for well over I don't know, 20 years now. I've sucked it up. I voted for guys that were not my favorite, not my first choice. I, I continue to toe the line. I mean, I do my best to encourage others to work within the party, to get better candidates, to, to get better outcomes, to, I don't know, reach across to those moderates, and encourage them to partake and say, hey, you know what? We, the Liberty uh, the Liberty team here, we understand we can't have everything, but we'd sure like 80%. Can you work with us on this 80%? Hmm? I mean, surely you can see that the, the trajectory we're going on is not good. We have more debt than we can ever possibly pay off. Unless of course, you know, (laughs) we just renege on it. We just say, we're not paying that. We're going to default. Forget you. I mean, we have already defaulted multiple times in history. If you don't believe me, go back and recheck out those history books. Preferably someone that's honest. Okay, well, you won't want to waste your time with that. Go check out Ryan McClanahan, Tom Woods, or Chris Ann hall They'll give you a better understanding of what's gone on in American history in the last, oh, I don't know, 250 to 400 years, depending on how you want to measure it. I, I, I'm i so over-pretending that these folks that go down to Austin have anybody's best interest in mind except for lining their own pockets. So we've picked their poison. We've picked a bunch of guys and gals that have ours after their name, trusting that they're going to do what's best for the state of Texas, trusting that they can see their way forward to improve and protect the state of Texas. And how's that working out for us? Hmm? Hey, don't worry, we got the show trial coming on. We must be entertained. We must remove the stain that is the Attorney General, the only guy that appears to do anything at any time to somewhat push back against the federal government's abandoning of their most important function. So let me ask you, if our own government doesn't care about the borders, what are you going to do about it? If our own government doesn't care about the fact that they've spent more money than can ever possibly be paid back, what are you going to do about it? If our own government disregards the very thing that's supposed to tell them what to do and what they can't do, the Constitution, what are you going to do about it? Ladies and gentlemen, I don't have that answer for you. I wish I did. I wish I had enough confidence to say, you need to stop what you're doing and you need to go do this. Now, at some point, if I were to do that, I'm certain that I'd get a visit from somebody in a three-letter agency and I, I might be disappeared. So I'm not going to do that because honestly, one, I don't know if that would really happen. It just sounds good. And two, <laughs> and two I don't know that there's enough of us that we'd be be able to put the fear of God in these people. I really don't. So best case scenario, I got a thousand people that listen to me on this specific episode. Best case scenario, half of them are like, yeah, yeah, we got to do something about that. Lead the way cows. Best case scenario, 10% of them show up willing to do what is necessary. Well, it leaves me with 50 people. Guess what happens to 50 people that go down to Austin? <laughs> Need I say any more? Oh, wait a minute. There's still guys sitting in prison that haven't gotten a trial, can barely see their attorneys, and will never really get justice because they went to D.C. and protested. Meanwhile, murderers are let go. Meanwhile, armed robbery suspects are let go. Meanwhile, the Soros DAs pretend that there's nothing happening as they watch the cities burn. It's such a wonderful time we live in, isn't it? Isn't it? But there is hope, folks. There is. Because Texas will go on. Texas has the ability to come through this. There is enough of us here that care about Texas and care about the future that we're willing to do the work. Now there's some lines a lot of us are not willing to cross. There's some things that we're not quite ready to do anything about just yet. We're going to follow all the legal procedures, even though the other side completely ignores them and thinks they're worthless. We're going to do the right thing. We're going to be on the right side. We're going to make sure that we don't give them any excuse and we're going to continue to work forward on the notion that Texas should be a free and independent state of its own. It should declare its independence. It should rise as another nation in this world. And we can and should lead by example. And we can be better. But i got to be honest with you. I don't think there's a single person in Austin. Well, I shouldn't say that. I think there's maybe five people in Austin. Well, maybe that's not fair. Okay, there's a possibility there might be a dozen people in Austin that, one, are in support of that, and two, would be good enough to help us lead forward. So what does that mean for you and I? That means for you and I, we have to be looking and recruiting people that can and will step up to those roles. We need to be looking for and working with individuals that are very much interested in the future as it may occur. Now, look, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be without challenges. There's still going to be political nonsense back and forth. There's still going to be other challenges, yes. But look at this. We would jettison all the nonsense out of D.C. We would encourage our people that are uncomfortable with being part of an independent Republic of Texas to go back or to flee to wherever they want to go because we don't need you here. And I don't care if you're from Illinois. I don't care if you're from Oregon. I certainly don't care if you're from California, New York, New Jersey, right? Go back from wherever you came from if that scares you, if you're worried. We don't need you. Much like John Adams told the people that were comfortable with their chains on to go ahead and lick their wounds and may posterity forget you were ever among us. I will tell those folks the same thing. Are you willing to join me? Are you willing to start working on this right here in a proper legal manner? Yes, I know. The other side doesn't care. The other side ignores it. But if there's enough of us, they can't ignore us forever. If there's enough of us that stand for the right thing, that stand for independence, they cannot pretend we no longer exist. You need to be calling your state reps and tell them you want to vote. Give us the vote. Right? The Texas independence movement is looking for just the opportunity to vote on this. Those folks at TNM have been working on this for years and we're close. We're really, really close. So call your Texas representative, your Texas Senator and say, Hey, you know what? Fine. You don't support Texas, but you know what? If you put it on the ballot, you get to say, whatever the outcome is, this is what the people want. This is what the people see. And for those of you that are not part of my party, call your party, call, call your party leadership and tell them this is what we want. We want an opportunity to vote on this. Hey, look, if somebody's right, and this is only 2% of Texas, wouldn't you want to know that? What if it's 25%? Well, that's sizable, but what if it's 55%? What if it's 55% of the people in the state of Texas say, you know what? We've had enough of DC. We're going to dump them. And we're going to create the new Texas Republic. Wouldn't you want to know that? I think that's really why they avoid us, why they don't want to do it. And I think it goes right along with the idea that, well, they're too busy doing show trials. They don't have any standards. And quite frankly, They think we're going to keep accepting the poison that they give us. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't have to do any of that. I'm I'm telling you right here, right now, it's up to you. You start showing up. And you start asking those questions. You start requesting an audience with your representatives. You start making them answer those questions. You start holding them accountable. And you know what? As much as it pains me to say it, I may have to actually work against one of my elected officials this to go around. I might have to do to them what they've been doing to us. Just one. Just one. Don't want to give up any seats if I don't have to. But if we can just bring home the message that you guys don't care. You don't think we are worth your time. Well, we feel the same way about you. We're going to bring you to an early retirement. We're going to send you home. So you'll quit knifing us. Well, that's all I got. My sympathy is all gone and I'm suggesting yours should be too. And with that,